0: Wow, thanks bro, sometimes um, when I was in Germany a long time ago, and then they introduced my name also Kokoi, everybody was just laughing, so it's funny, and then actually my real name is Ariel, and then they still laugh, oh what's wrong with my name, well that time in 1995 I think uh, they have this um, very popular detergent, and the name is Ariel, so what can I do, that's my name. So, well, uh, yeah, I'm so glad to be with you guys this morning. I thank you for uh, Pastor Jay for giving me the opportunity to be with you guys and to your brothers and sisters in the Lord. So um, one of the things that I'm telling Paul is the struggle that I have when I go to countries that I speak English, though back home it is our Second language they will learn, because uh, the medium of instruction in school is English. But still, you know, if you're going to be facing with this, oh, you got to speak my own English. So I had to think twice of what I'm writing in my own dialect, in my own language. We have, <laughs> we speak, we speak a lot of dialects. So I speak three dialects back home. So, and English. The good thing is uh, my kids also speak English. I really try my best that our kids will also speak English. So they will not have a hard time in school. So the only thing that they're going to have a hard time is the Filipino subject, bro. So that's it. So, okay, Lan. So Paul is good learner in uh, Filipino. So, wow. So I just feel at home. This is like my, my church back home. We are not a lot also. And the first thing that I asked with this guy, I said, how big is the church? And then when they told me, he said, "Okay, I'm at home. That's my <laughs> charts. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be nervous or whatever, you know. It's normal. One of the things that I study when I, when God called me in missions is uh, speaking in public. Ah, oh, Lord, just, just put me back in my home and just support those missionaries. And I don't want to go there to be in the front field. But the Lord called me, and uh, I studied, when I was in Australia." And that's the first thing. The, the, the school and the missions there, they offered about public speaking. So I got it right away so, so I could speak like this, you know. And uh, the first thing I asked from the teacher is, uh, how could you overcome fear in facing people? I said, the teacher said, the fear will always be there. Mm. So I said, oh, really? How could you be normal when you see, you know? I remember the first time I was in, in church speaking as a pastor. People are staring at me. And then my wife said, What? They can't hear me. So, no voice at all coming out? Really? said, wow. What? Yeah. Praise God. Okay, let's pray. Lord, we thank you once again, dear God, for this wonderful day. It belongs to you, dear Father. And we ask, dear God, let it be that your presence be in our midst. Because your word says, dear God, if they are going to be gathering one or two and three, you are always in our midst, dear Father. And we believe... Your word, Lord, will speak to all of us, including myself, as your messenger. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So, a little bit of my introduction, as Paul said, and I have three kids. My kids are all grown up. Uh, my eldest is 33 years old. He's married. He's a medical doctor. And my daughter is 28 years old. Um, she's now, how do you say it, uh, taking um, review review in Manila for the bar, so taking up law, and soon to be a lawyer, so I'm praying. And my youngest son is 22 years old, 23 years old, Um, he decided to be a missionary with Waiwam, and um, he was with different countries, and the last time he was two years in Australia, back now he's back home, and he will be going to end of September, going to Africa to do uh, biblical studies. So, he's the only one that follow dad. So, praise God. You know, he was taking architecture at that time. And at the age of 18, he said, dad, um, I felt that the Lord is calling me. So, I said, go ahead, bro. (laughs) So, no worries, man. It's so easy to say for the man. But the mother, he said, where are you going? Where are you leaving us? He said, no, he's in good hands. He's with the Lord. No worries. So praise God with all those experience until now. And one of the things that I really want to release him also, because even they grew up in church, but it's totally different, you know. You're going to be called in doing the work of God. And one of the experience, the miracle that he experienced when he was in Kona, Hawaii, doing the discipleship training school, because he went there by himself. He said that, I know the Lord is going to provide that. But the, after a week in Hawaii, he called up, Dad, they are going to send me home. Why? Because I can't pay the school, so oh really? So what's the plan B? He said that uh, I'm gonna pray, uh, do prayer and fasting. Okay, go ahead, let us know. And after a week, prayer, uh, they have a prayer room 24 hours in that school. And he when he went out in that room, a lady approached him and said, I felt that the Lord is you know you have a need, and, and said yeah I have a need. What's your need? Um, I need five thousand dollars for my school. And I said okay. So the lady just write it right away, and check, and it psh, gave the check to him, and he said, wow, now I know that God is real. So he said, God is real. So every time he travels in Europe and in, in, in uh, Australia for two years, so he said, God provided that. And now he's still waiting for a provision because he's going to Africa. He said, no worries, Dad. God will provide. Okay? So... That's with my family and um, about my purpose here in the U.S. Um, one of the thing is uh, I'm gonna meet some Filipinos, uh, which I really met. Uh, I already met them uh, three weeks ago, and only few because our 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 goal is we could talk about all the Filipinos worldwide because more of the Filipinos are scattered and and uh nurses, whatever, doctors, engineers, especially in the Middle East. The last time I was there in 2014, um, a lot of Filipinos there. So a friend of mine who is a couple, an engineer, and uh, the, the wife is a civil engineer and the husband is an electrical engineer. But because they're Christians, and then they started small group, and then it became a church. There are about 100 of them. So when I was there, so I spoke there, and wow, amazing, you know. A lot of Filipinos And they were not caught back home in the Philippines, but they are now caught there by the Lord in in Middle East. So the good thing in in Dubai, because it's uh, a little bit neutral place compared to Saudi Arabia, you know, other neighboring countries, but it became like a jumping board. So we train them and then they go, go to those really, you know, very not easy kind of places to go. And uh, I thank God for that. And then we want to continue that. The last time I was here in 2013, we have a meeting and gathered Filipinos had to say that not all Filipinos could come on that uh, gathering because of the visa problem. So this time what we do is even those Filipinos that we could, you know, meet. And also in this uh, thing that I'm here is the, to attend the YBOM conference in Kansas this September 4 to 10. That gathering, there will be a lot of Filipinos also leaders. Then we're going to be talking about those things for next year event. Okay, so, and uh, 2014, when I went to Indochina, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, and uh, Myanmar, former Burma, I was surprised. Filipinos are there, musicians, you know, teachers, Oh, and... And the only the only bad reports that I have when I was in Indonesia, you know, some one guy told me Filipino, so you eat dog? Oh my goodness, what a reputation! They eat dog. So I'm sorry to say that. I know it's not going to be bad. Huh? And I tell you a story. When I was in Vietnam, I get my I have an arthritis because so my uric acid is so high, and I was invited with the locals, so we eat some food. But the following day, my, my knees are swollen. I can't believe. How come it, I tried to reveal all the food that I ate? And then the guy the, the guy in charge where I stayed, he was so concerned about me. But they knew it because they feed me at meat of the dog. I didn't know it. So, you know, you have to blend with those people when I ate. Oh, what? Dog? Lord, forgive me, Lord, I ate those kind of stuff. I didn't know it. It's not my intention. Okay, so... September 4, I'm going to be in in Kansas, this big gathering of uh, missionaries, and even former missionaries are going to be there, so we're going to be uh, having a, a meeting, and after that, then I'm going to go home. I want to be home with my wife and my kids. Okay. Oh, let's open our Bible in the book of John, if you have your Bible with you. Thank you, Pastor Jay, for that, um, the one that you post in Facebook, huh? Very cool, bro. So, I wish I could do that. Bro, you should, we should learn that, but, you know, old school school people, really hard to learn already, so I appreciate our brother here. So, yeah. Okay, John 15, verse 1 to 8, so I'm going to read it with you guys. John 15, verse 1 to 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. Verse 3. "Uh, You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I am in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Amen. I believe this passage is very familiar to all of us. And uh, I was struck with this, with this scripture from verse 1 to 8, because it was mentioned many times about remain in me. As other translation, it says that abide in me. Okay? So, and the next thing, uh, when... When this, uh, with this chapter, the theme is something like, you know, it is some, if you study about the uh, commentary, it talks about, you know, the separation. It's very radical in all those times, separation of Christians into the world. It's really focused more on the Lord. But I'm not saying we're going to be, you know, we're still in here. Okay, and the third thing is the total dependency of God alone. Okay. So, those are principles that all of us know about it, but it's not easy, you know, as we live in this world. And one of the things is, we need to be fruitful. So, when we talk about fruitful, it's a command of God, and those many things like reading the Scriptures, spending time with the Lord, meditating His Word, and what to say making disciples, okay? And I like when, because I'm not familiar with the vine, you know, I've never seen a vineyard, but I like when... A brother Jay that posts that kind of thing, and um, but it's just, it's so good to have that kind of illustration, which I'm not really familiar, uh, very familiar with that. And uh, the first thing that he says there that you know, when I observe it, that the vine and the branch is really connected, right? It represents about the Lord, okay. God heaven the father is the gardener and then jesus is the vine and we are the branches right but it is always been connected but it's so easy for the fruit the flower to be detached and even for the flowers but the vine and the branch are always connected so in verse 1 and 2 you could see here that when we remain in him he cuts up every branch in in us that bears no fruit so i like it so i wish i could you know i know all those how it works you know with those branches in the in the vineyard and well, I the only thing that I could remember the, even when I get saved when we all get saved he removes all those things that you know in our lives that doesn't please him that is the beginning and make us a new person right so the process is not easy of course I remember those times and, and and when god you know saved me and changed me not easy at all because of the you know I have with a lot of friends when we, when we attended this, uh, what do you call this, uh, church that we were invited. Actually, it is a, a, a university kind of a gathering. But I'm the only one that married at that time, at the age of 19. So it's not easy, you know, leaving all those behind you. And, but as you continue to be with the Lord, and the Lord will make something with you, you know. That's why it says here that you, if you remain in me then the Lord is going to be faithful to you. And, and as you spend time, I read one of the scriptures that I always, you know, put in my heart when I was a new Christian is 1 uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 13. It talks about love, you know. That's, uh, I realized when I grew up when, and grew up with the Lord and all the scriptures is all, you know, the supremacy of the teaching is about love. Without love, it's going to be nothing, you know, even the, the Lord started it. So, can you imagine in 1 Corinthians, it really spoke a lot to me because it talks about love is patient. I'm not a patient person in those years. <laughs> love is kind. I'm not kind. So, wow, I need all those things. And one of the things that I really keep on, you know, remembering it when it says, it does not keep records of wrong. That's one of the words that really spoke to me. It does not keep records of wrong. Because I have a lot of things that I keep records wrong with my, my relatives, my, my parents, my dad you know, my, my, my friends. And I have to let go of all those things. And I thank God, because as I continue to be connected with the Lord, and that's one thing. I could not remember, maybe, uh, which is true, because I have a problem with memory when I got stroke. and But that's, that's Scripture. I love it, you know. Even this kind of passage, Lord, I really want it to, again and again, to be real in my heart. Okay? So, also in verse 2, Another point is when we remain in Him, He continues to pursuing that we will be more fruitful. So that's what I'm talking about. If we are always connected as a branch in the vine, then we're going to be fruitful because the Lord loves us so much that He wants us to grow spiritually. Pruning stage is not easy, as we have mentioned, but develops our character. That God wants us to be a finished product. Are you familiar with the coconut? Of course. So um, the process with it, I normally use that kind of illustration with the coconut has when you remove it, and then you cut the shell, and then you grind the, the one inside the white stuff. Before it's going to be the, what do you call this, the, the liquid part that you could see in the grocery. But it's not easy, the process. You even boil it. But sometimes the Christians, you know, even on the stage of cutting or whatever stage you are, we gave up. It's not easy, but we know our God is not the saddest God. He loves us. He knows our limitation, every, each and every one of us. And I like it, you know, that um, the process, you know, because he's more more after of our character. and it's not easy. you know the more you get deep, deeper with your relationship with God, the more you could see yourself and a lot of things that you could see in yourself, "Oh, how come I still have this stuff, you know. One of the one of the hard thing is the thing that keep on repeating and repeating in ourselves, right? Not easy. I'm not exempted. Even I I serve the Lord. I've been in missionary for a long time, but still. And I thank God because every time it came out, and I said, "No, I'm not going to do that." Okay. So we are we are aware. We are already aware. If we are always in Him. If we are always connected with the Lord. Because sometimes even as pastors it's so easy to think because we're serving the Lord that it doesn't mean they're reconnected with the Lord. Sometimes and a lot of missionaries and even Christians, all of us, we thought in walking with the Lord that we are okay. You know what I'm saying? It's something like that we need to always be dwelling in the presence of God. Very important. The third thing point remain in me and I will remain in you. Verse four. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. You cannot bear fruit unless you remain in me. Very simple passage, but if you keep on, you know, you digest it. I remember beginning of the year, my wife and I started again to uh, develop um, reading the scriptures and, and meditating on it. Easy to say it. It's not easy. And what we're doing is we'll read a passage in the morning and then we come home at night, we read it again. Uh, we, 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 we really chew it, we understand it. But it's just good in the first quarter. And we don't feel bad, but we felt something like, oh, we have to develop more and more. Okay, we got saved in 1983, but still, I thank God that God is so gracious. God is so loving and giving us chances of chances, but hope that we're not going to be abusing those chances. So while we still have time, we continue, right? So, it must remain in the vine. You cannot bear fruit unless you remain in me. We need to understand that without God, we can do nothing. No one can boast. We cannot boast. All of us, whatever success, whatever fields we had, God appointed us in those positions. Okay? So, we should always be connected to the vine. That's why, we do- Why, no doubt, Jesus kept repeating. When I read this scripture, this even one to eight only that I, you know, I get for this message... There is a purpose. Why is it God always, you know, say this, remain in me, remain in me, remain, eight times, remain in me. So, what a hard-headed Christians. (laughs) So, always be reminded. Can you imagine the grace to all of us? You know, God is always there just to remain. Hey, Kokoi, come, come, just spend time with me. You know, it's so easy in the morning, you pray, and then, Lord, thank you, amen, I'm going to go, I have to work. Hey, I have a word for you, Kokoi. Don't hear a word from the Lord. We always, you know, do the action right away. And that's the sad thing. That's why the Lord was saying, remain in me. Always be with me. Okay? And verse 5, if you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. Did you observe it? It's just repeating. But there is very significant in every, you know, passage. And then it says here, uh, no, if anyone does not abide, he will be thrown to the... Into the fire and burn. So, literally, if you really, you know, read the scriptures, it seems like you're going to be thrown in the hell. So, that's, that's hard. Well, it's real. So, yeah, and uh, it talks about success. It talks about, you know, in, in doing a part for me that the Lord is saying is because even not in the spiritual things, even in our, you know, outside world. Still, it doesn't mean that they have no need to have faith. You guys, some of you are working. Of course, all everybody's working. But we have to be remaining in the Lord. Even in our jobs, you know. Jobs could not be, you know, an assurance. going to be forever, though, anytime. There's a lot of companies, even in the, you know, long time ago, back home. Been in the company for 50 years. Long, longer those kind of companies. But, boom, it closed. And the only thing that we could have an assurance is only with the Lord. And that's the only thing that could, you know, assure us, right? And next point is verse 7, another word that says that if you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish. I like the word wish. Oh, BMW. Nice. (laughs) And it will be given unto you. Can you imagine that passage? But there is a condition. God says, remain in me. Be always, be connected with the Lord. Another scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all, it doesn't mean says that, it doesn't say that, and this thing can be added unto you. And all these things shall be added unto you. Wow. And all. And another scripture that I really like is the one in jo- Joshua one Keep this book of law always in your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you will be careful in everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful everybody wants to be prosperous everybody wants to be successful forget about you know religious stuff forget about prosperity let's talk about success but we need prosperity because it talks about material things in the scripture god just gave us this scripture that if we're going to be always be in tune with the lord and dwell in his presence and doing meditating in his word everything is going to be smooth in our Christian walk. So, no doubt, again, going back, it says that, remain in me. Paul, remain in me, Paul. Every morning, eh? Paul is, you know, the Lord is keep on telling all of us so that we'll always be connected with the Lord. It's very important. And I realize, and uh, going back to to the points in verse 2, that says that, that says about uh, the pruning period, it talks about discipleship. Remember that? And that's why my title that I gave is the um, Abiding in Christ to be Fruitful. For us to be Fruitful, it talks about discipleship if you read that. And I remember when I was in, uh, not only us growing and be connected, but we need to impact and to relate to one another, especially for those people that doesn't know about Jesus. And that's one of the command that God gave us as we receive, especially this morning, we receive the word of God. But a lot of people there outside, they don't hear the word of God. And that is our role. And when I visited those uh, Indochina places, I said, wow, it always touched my heart. When I go to Indonesia and Brunei, uh, or, uh, I, I teach there. And uh, I was so ashamed with the Lord because it's just a neighbor of our country. Here we are, we have the freedom in the Philippines to worship anywhere we go, even in public. But when I went to Indonesia, we're hiding. In Brunei, we are always accompanied by one uh, military guy. I can't believe. So when I was in Vietnam, we have this, it's like everybody is just a James Bond, you know, when you walk, we just slip away and then there is a hole there, we go under it. So, even when we go out, so you don't know each other, but there's a hundred people underneath. So, meeting. So, even Vietnam is developing right now, but still. There is a church there in the, in the city that was recognized by the government, but they, they always, you know, scan whatever you're going to be speaking. I mean, they hold the speaker, the pastor. So, we need to disciple. It is the command of God. Okay, a friend of mine who started in Burma, Filipino, in, in Myanmar, I didn't know that that was the church that he started. It's small like this, but because they're not allowed at time. But the Burmese they really wanted to learn English, so he said, "Okay, I could teach English, but I'm going to use the Bible." And the government allow it, the military. Amazing. So that's how it started, you know. So he will just read a little bit of scriptures, and then they go to small group. But that scripture that they're going to be discussing in English. Okay, read this. You know, it's something, I am the true vine, or something like that. My father is the gardener, and explaining to them. And it grew so fast. And then they, when he went to Indonesia, they transferred to Indonesia, they built a church there also, and then they're back in Manila, in the Philippines, after two years. And I was so surprised, because my son told me, that they have a gathering in their church, how about 1,500? Oh, really? That's a lot, to say and the, and my son told me that, Dad, it's only one service. They have four services. What? How did he do that? He's a very close friend of mine, Carlo. So I asked him, bro, what, what, what's your style? Well, how did you do it? So, hey bro, not, nothing different, you know? There's nothing new. It's all in the scripture that we need to do it. We need to disciple. It's like uh, what well, he told me. It's like a networking. I started with three. I find. Normally that will survive. It's only two but you duplicate the way like we are here, that we believe in God, we come to church, and that's it. And these two will get another five. At the end of the year, we get 500 people, bro. These are not church goers. These are disciples, bro. So they grow. So there's nothing new. And most of them are young generations. Teenagers. These are the, you know, rack. And when I go to those places like um, in, in Bali... Uh, It's a place like, you know, surfing and all this case. But I didn't know that those young kids, young teenagers are Christians. They were there surfing, but they're sharing the word of God. Wow. Cool. It's creative, you know. And it's so easy to attract the locals. Yeah. So, lastly, in verse 8. So, I'll end with this verse 8. This to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be mine disciples. So we are all the disciples of God. Amen. So let's continue to be connected with the Lord. And I believe God has something for us that we could impact our society. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, dear God, for your goodness in our lives. Thank you for the grace. Thank you for the mercy that you always extended from us. But Lord, let it be, dear Father, that we could always be connected to you. We ask forgiveness, Lord, and many, many times, that all the while we thought, dear Father, that we are in line with you. But, Lord, we always miss, Lord, your word to us individually. We always hear, dear God, your instruction upon our hearts, dear God. Lord, I pray for us as a church here this morning, Lord, Lord, that you will anoint us, that you will give us the power that comes from you, Lord, and our gifting that we could... Share that we could impact, Lord, our neighbors, our our working field, our school, dear God. That we're going to be an example, dear Father. That we're going to be a light, dear God, to this world. A lot of people are talking about, dear Father, of this, you know, even those Muslims, dear God, are coming in in this country, Lord. Lord, it is an opportunity, dear God, because we don't need to go to those places that are very delicate to go. And we could witness to them here right now. This is their territory, Lord. I mean the Americans here, even a church there, that we could impact them, dear God, that they may know Jesus, Lord. Lord, I pray for that anointing be upon this church, dear Father. And thank you, dear God, because you have something for this family, dear Father. And seal it, dear Father, in the name of the Father and of the Son the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you.